Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome as we continue our fantastic fest march. March into oblivion. Yeah, like it. it it's day six. Yep. Well, right now it's day seven, actually, like mm, in true, terms of true. chronology. <laughs> it is, we are in the sixth century of uh, Fantastic Fest today. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, and it's uh, somewhere around two in the morning right now. Uh, it, yeah, we don't need to know. We really don't. Yeah, no, it's two in the morning. Oh, it's two right? in the morning. Okay, okay. good, good. Like, it's no, actually it's a little bit earlier, but I just feel tireder. Because it is the sixth century of Fantastic Fest 2019. Yes. Uh, That is why. um, So, so, Wendy. Yeah. Hi. Hi. So, what did you do this morning? I slept in. Did you sleep? (laughs) Yeah, I did. And you didn't come in until the second round. Right. Once again. Okay, because I made my poor choices. We've already discussed yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, But I I did get there in time. Good. I'm proud of you. And Aaron Maccabee was even like, that was one of the best introductions ever. Like, you, your introduction set the tone so well, and I loved that film. And I'm just like, oh, well, oh, that was very nice. So, were, yeah. were you inter- What were you entering this? Ride Your Wave. Why, ride the, Your Wave, okay. The anime. Got it. So my, my tentative right. plan had been, because Ride Your Wave was the last one to start in yeah. the 11 o'clock round, so... Anything else I stepped into would have already started. So my tentative plan had been to go step into the uh, Mexico Fantastico shorts sidebar. But what I did instead (laughs) was wander around. Nobody was there. Of course not. So I wandered. Because everybody has more sense than you. Um, So I wandered into the highball Uh and found uh, Brian Kelly, programmer, Uh and Paul, the, the. a Fright Fest guy. Yeah, the Fright Fest guy. Yeah. Uh, and ended up in a lovely conversation with them. Mike, Mike Lawson came in. And so it was the four of us. And then uh, I mentioned somehow, oh, because Brian had nails. Uh-huh. He got really gorgeous uh, Friday the 13th nails done. You need to ask him to see them. Oh, yes. And uh, and then they noticed my stickers. And I'm like, I've got, a, I've got more stickers in my purse. And so Mike Lawson and... Paul, I think it's Paul, uh, we're both like, well, we want stickers. <laughs> and so then, Yeah, Paul was very proud of his nail stickers. So that was that happened, and then yeah, they... He, st- he was saying, oh, I got one of my middle fingers, so I can flip people off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was like, ah, I'm a nail club, and he starts flipping people yeah. off. Um, and while that was all happening and other people were coming in, I look over and there's a stormtrooper. Why is there a stormtrooper? Yeah. Wendy, because it's the Star Wars cocktail competition is that today 
what day do you think it is? I'm like, who the hell knows anymore? Mm-hmm. And Mike Lawson and I are like, well, this is clearly a thing we're going to do then. It's 12 o'clock. And I'm like, well, apparently day drunk is what's happening in this first round. And Mike <laughs> Lawson and I proceeded to run the entire table. We started at one end and we're like, we're doing this. All of them. Yes. And so by the time I got there, Wendy's texting me, there's there's Star Wars drinks in the highball. Meanwhile, I'm taking a selfie with the stormtrooper. It's like, oh, I'll be right in. And and I get in there and Wendy, Wendy leans into me like, Melissa. <laughs> There's there's cocktails. There's Star Wars cocktails here in the highball. And you start over there, and that one's really good. And then you go to that one, and that one's really good. And and then there that one there is really good. And, and then that one's really good. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> and they were free. And they were free. <laughs> yeah, I had two of them. <laughs> I had... 12. I know. <laughs> it's sort of amazing, number one, that they wore off as quickly as they did, and number two, that I they wore off as well as they did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were good. They were super good. Um, it was rye. Dear listeners, we are sitting on the porch. In, and we are in Texas, and that was a pickup. Yeah. Um, it was rye and vodka were the flavors they were working with. There was so it was a lot of Manhattans and mules, and I was in hog heaven. Yeah. Um, so that was my first round. Was I got day drunk? Yeah. Hey oh, but then it was time for the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you? See? I got, I got to see Memory Origins of Alien. Oh yeah yeah. So dear listeners, Memory is a documentary about the original Alien movie. And it's made by the same people who did the Psycho mm-hmm. shower scene documentary a few years ago, which I wasn't, which was okay, but it wasn't great. It, you know, that, that documentary was more like, hi, I'm a famous person and I like the shower scene and not very much revealing beyond that. Mm-hmm. This one, holy crap, they upped their game. Um, really excellent documentary. They dug into, um, you know, Dan O'Bannon's life and his original drafts of Alien, where all of his ideas came from. Uh, You know, here's Planet of the Vampires and here's Queen of Blood and here's this EC comic he drew a lot from and 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 then you know him partnering up with Hodorowski and then that not happening and and you know partnering up with all these other people and you know really dug in and they had these great. uh, interviews, particularly with Dan O'Bannon's wife, and uh, and by the end, they also did kind of a breakdown of the chestburster scene, but most of it was like the history and origins of the entire story. Nice. It was really, really good. Okay, I gotta, I gotta yeah. get my hands on that. Yeah, you gotta pick that one up. I saw Swallow. How was Swallow? It's so good. Um, so the premise is this uh, young bride uh-huh. and um, is living this very Better Homes and Gardens experience. Like, it's it's contemporary. Okay. But she's married into a very wealthy family. She herself was not wealthy. Okay. Um, and she literally now has nothing to do all day. Uh-huh. And... It is. It becomes very clear that like 
there are expectations and sh and they are rigid and the, the parents of her husband like it's all a very controlled environment okay super controlled and then she finds out she's pregnant uh -huh. and they're super excited it's a telling and this is again this is the setup it's telling the shot where she sees on the stick because her face is oh fuck uh -huh. And then the husband's like, oh, yay! And then she, like, puts on this smile. Yeah. And shortly after that, and then the mo and the mother is like... And, like, she gets talked over. Like, that happens to, like, oh, no, honey, tell the story. It's not that good a story. No, but tell it. Tell the story. She starts the story. And then, literally, the father-in-law just starts talking over her. And mm. the husband lets joins in, and, let, and it's just awful. And the mother-in-law gives her this book. This is what I read, and it helped with my postpartum. She opens it up, and it says, do do something surprising. Like, that can help with your mood. And so she picks up a marble and swallows it. Huh. And then you can see that she feels giddy. Ah, okay. And happy. Uh-huh. And so the premise is she just starts swallowing things. And she's okay. hiding it. Yeah. But, um, I mean, the metaphor is obvious. Mm -hmm. um, her life is out of control. This she has control over. And, right. Um, like and, like many obsessive, compulsive Yeah, and, spectrum and behaviors, she's literally yeah. swallowing her anger and frustration and everything. Yeah. It gets, like, I mean... I suppose, like, it's tough because I want to continue talking about it, but I don't want to spoil it. But the odds are, I don't know how you spoil it. What, what are the odds you're even going to be able to find it? I don't even know if it's likely to end up on it. Well, the stuff is already being picked up for distribution for the I festival. I hope this so. is because yeah. it's really beautiful. I mean, it's not anything new in terms of f feminist cinema. I mean, mm -hmm. like, it's all the stuff we know. It's the, the, the mansplaining and the controlling and, you know, the, you know, and the whole... I love you, but I'm not going to give you what you want. Well, then you're a fucking cunt. Like, yeah. It's all of that, but it's so well done. I really, and I mean, like, a lot of women have reported, like, that they it reduced them to tears mm -hmm. at different points, probably because it just, it hits really fucking close to home. Now, so yes, I really liked it. Now, side note... <laughs> My experience of this movie was I was sitting between two dudes uh -huh. that I did not know because mm -hmm. it was a pretty full theater. Yeah. And the one dude next to me, like, he really engaged me in conversation right off. He recognized that I was on staff, and he started by asking, like, so how did how do they find the films? We chatted a bit. Chatted a little bit more. Um, he was pretty decent about recognizing that I wanted to be done chatting now and mm -hmm. have some quiet time, and then the movie started. I don't, like... He might have been drunk, maybe high, maybe, like... But he was very vocal during the film. Oh, wow. And I don't know, like, part of me was like, are you just... Are you trying to establish your bona fides with me, the woman next to you? Or is this honest? But whatever it was, he was just, like... Once it got to, like, about the halfway point when things start escalating, about every five to seven minutes something would happen. He'd just be like, oh, fuck, No. <laughs> And it was kind of oh endearing. Or this, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, this dude next to me was so fucking offended by what this woman was having to endure that I was like, 
all right, this guy's okay. This this is this is sort of charming. What did you... <laughs> nice. So yeah, that was Swallow. I am so glad. A lot of people had recommended it to me. I'm glad I prioritized that. I'm glad okay, I got good. to see that. Good. Yeah, and I mean, and the the design of it is beautiful. Like okay. The the art design is great. Um, in the third round, I saw Dolomite is my name. Yay! I got to watch it with Jerry. Oh, yay! I'm so happy you got to see it. It is such a fucking feel-good movie. Like, my, I was just grinning ear to ear during it. There was a point where, during the movie, where I turned to Jerry and I was just grinning at him, and I'm like, Jerry. And he looked over and he's like, what? What, what do you need? And I'm like... I'm just so happy right now. <laughs> and then the sound, the music is so good. The soundtrack that you're just sort of grooving in your chair at points like, oh, yeah. God, I like this funk. Um, yeah, and I mean, we already talked about the movie, but yeah, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, needs... dear listeners, we, we covered Dolomite as my name like three or four days ago. Yeah. 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 So we can look it, back on our previous it podcasts. Been and... Day four. Day four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Eddie Murphy is so good. He is really, really good in that role. And so is um, Queen Bee. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Liv- good. Divine Joy Richardson. Yeah. She's, yes. she's fantastic. And the relationship between those two people is beautiful. Yes. Like, the whole movie just, yeah. I'm just so happy. It made it's me so, so charming. It just made me so goddamn happy. What did you see in the third round? I saw The Pool. Yeah, the pool. Again, dear listeners, we covered the pool uh, when Wendy saw it a few days ago, so we won't. Yeah, I totally think it was like day, it. Maybe it was day three, but day I do three, want to hear maybe. your reaction. But okay, oh my god, the pool is so fun to watch with an audience. Yes, it is. So, quick recap, dear listeners: this is a Thai movie about a guy who wakes up in a pool, a, a diving pool that has been drained. And there's no ladder and no way out because the walls are six meters high. Mm-hmm. And also there's a crocodile. <laughs> That's the best. And, and, it, and it's one of those movies where I, I call it, it's like, oh, what now movie? Yes. Because, because there's another thing that happens that he has to overcome. And, oh, shit, there's another thing that happens that he has to overcome. Oh, what now? God damn it. And then just when he's, you're like, oh, that would work. Yeah, do that thing. Oh fuck no! That that not only did not work, it set you back five paces. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it, it's it, it was it's so engaging. It's it's daffy and how overblown it daffy is. Daffy is a great word yeah, for it. Yeah, but but the audience gets so into it. Like I was gritting my teeth, like my jaw hurt by the end. We were going, God damn it! The ladder. <laughs> it's when the ladder happens, and it yeah. And it, and it and I, that was when I was just like, no! Or no spoilers, the thing that happens that finally... Gets them out. Gets them out is... There was a guy in back who said, Oh, come on! <laughs> and then... The, and the, the, the director was there, Ping... Um, I'm not even going to attempt his last name, but Mr. Ping, who's, it was his birthday today, so we sang happy birthday to Aww. him. And uh, he was really delightful. He didn't know very much English, but he had a translator, so um, he had a very good sense of humor. He was like, you're my favorite audience. Uh, you're the ones who laughed about the, the thing at the end. <laughs> like, that's all you can do is just go, oh, God, oh. Oh, oh, oh no, oh, no. Oh, but it's... Oh, oh no! But it's sort of perfect, but awful. Oh no! Oh. 
And then the the closing credit music isn't yeah. it just bizarre? Yeah. Well, that it's so Asian. Well, I know it's Asian, but there because it is so like sappy, dippy, upbeat. Like I'm like, oh my god, that's like feels... every episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Come on. Yes, I know that, but it's still <laughs> after watching all of the pool, and then that happens. It's yeah. like, and it's like closing credit music to like Twilight. Yeah. It's just such a zing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I recognize the cultural the yes, that is typical of of Asian films, uh-huh. but it's still after you watch that whole movie to have that music pop up is like who is the what the hell? Yeah, it was oh, it made me so happy. I'm so glad that you saw it and liked it. <sighs> a fucking crocodile. Uh, yeah, what did so that. then Fourth round. Fourth round. Uh, what did you see fourth round? I saw Fractured. Oh, what was that? Uh, that is by the same director who did Session 9. <gasps> oh! Starring Sam Worthington. Okay. A very... Also, you know who else is in it? Who? Stephen Toblerone. Toblerone. Toblerowski. From Groundhog Day. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I sure I sure as heck if I know you. Yeah. Yeah, him. Okay. Um, you know, my voice is my passport. Yeah. That guy. That guy. He's yeah, in that it too. guy. Um, uh, but ultimately, it's very small. Like honestly, may like a lot of background extras, but half a dozen people really. Okay. So it's very small and focused. Uh, a family is driving in Minnesota. Minnesota uh-huh. plates. Jerry and I were both like, hey, hey, because I saw this one with Jerry too. Um, uh, family's driving up to up to Minneapolis for Thanksgiving. So there was snow on the ground, and I literally, it took me a minute to recognize it because I've lived in Texas too Windy. long. I was like, the ground's so, like, like, there's no crops, and it's all gray. This is very monochromatic. Oh, it's because it's snow. Duh. <laughs> Honest. Well, I mean, in my defense, it is day six. Um, uh, yeah. so, um, so they're driving up. They're, the wife and the husband have an argument. Um, they're, clearly their marriage isn't good. They've got a little girl, six years old. And they stop, and while they are stopped, uh, an accident occurs. The little girl, um, there's a dog that scares her, and she falls into a construction pit. Mm-hmm. And he tries to catch her and ends up falling into, boom. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, they, and there's a crocodile. There should be. <laughs> that would make everything even better. Yeah. Um, she her arm is broken, so they take her to the nearest hospital. Uh-huh. And uh, the and Stephen Toblerone, <laughs> Toblerowski, Toblerowski, whatever. I want chocolate um, now. Uh, he's like, I'm worried because of the of the bump. Like, I want to do a CAT scan. Uh, only one of you can come past this point because of security. So, okay, mom's going to go with you and I'll wait here. And then he dozes off in a chair in the waiting room, wakes up, and there is no record that they were ever there. Okay. Huh. And he's like, no, they were here. No, there's no there's no record. So what the fuck is actually going on? Hmm. Yeah. So that's the movie. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um... Uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. All right. Honestly. I, li- I like that. Le- leave that one hanging. Uh, yeah. And like there, there's all sorts of things that you notice and you're mm-hmm. like, which one of these, which one of these is coming into play? 
and um, and he's getting more and more just frantic mm-hmm. and like you motherfuckers for to my family and um, and it's very psychological yeah and yeah and twisty so yeah that's what I saw what'd you see in round four primal okay talk to me about this because honest to god I don't even think this was in the schedule I have no knowledge of this oh and it was a packed theater and it was so good okay so dear listeners there's a TV show coming up called primal it's an animated show by Gendy Tartakovsky there I got it I had to think of all the syllables Tartakovsky uh, Gendy uh, Tartakovsky is the guy behind Clone Wars and oh fuck and Dexter's Laboratory and um, is it Samurai Jack and yeah. all that stuff uh, he's got a new show coming up called Primal and that time slot was five episodes of Primal and oh my god dear listeners um, okay the concept is there's a caveman uh huh and um, he's doing caveman things. I don't know why cavemen are always white. Why are cavemen always depicted as white? Anyway, it seems odd considering that, um, like, the cradle of civilization was Africa, right? Africa, the Middle East, and Asia. Yeah. Anyway, um, he's caveman doing caveman things. He's hunting with a spear, you know, getting fish, and he he's taking the fish home to a family, and. Um, Dinosaurs come in and eat his family. So, like, the mom, fuck? mom, two kids, chomp, 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 chomp. Done. He's yeah. alone. Okay. And then he's mourning, and then he goes on a hunt again, and he comes across this dinosaur, and he's ready to kill it, but he sees the dinosaur has two babies, two baby dinosaurs that she's taking care of. And he's like, I can't do this. By the way, this is all without dialogue. The entire thing. No dialogue. Oh, my God. Whatsoever. So it's, it's all just gesture and facial expressions and, and it's all visual storytelling. It's great. And so um, he's, he's kind of wrestling what to do with this dinosaur and her two babies. And all of a sudden, a bigger dinosaur appears and starts going after the smaller dinosaurs. And two baby dinosaurs go chomp, 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 chomp get eaten up. And so here's this guy and this dinosaur and they're both feeling lost for their families and they kind of bond together. So it winds oh up being God. this guy with this dinosaur tagging along behind him. And and so this has nothing to do with science, by the way. Dear listeners, dinosaurs and Men. people did not coexist. No. <laughs> um, and and the the critters that you see are... Not necessarily, re- you know, real dinosaurs or whatever. This is this is your typical like think of nineteen thirties, you know, caveman with dinosaur thing. Yeah, that's exactly what it's going for, and um, it is totally fucking metal. <laughs> it is so action packed. It is amped up. It is so good. It hits these emotional points. It. And like I said, it's all dialogue free. It's all motion and gesture and That's amazing. Uh, I oh, wish I'd known it. It's was... so good. I didn't oh my put God. the name together because fuck it, the Clone Wars are amazing. Yeah, they are. 
So, uh, oh, dear well, listeners... Shit. Is it going to be like on Netflix or something? Uh, yeah, it hits on October okay, something great. or other. Okay, I can't remember where, but it's it's coming up. And I think one of the channels, it might be... It's for Adult Swim. Adult okay. Swim is going to be showing, I think, the first five episodes in a, like a single week, like one each night. Okay, okay. It has a big like opening thing. It's really good. It is really good. Oh, dang it. And, and, and the audience, yes, loved it. I loved it. It was really great. Like, I'm having a little bit of regret because that sounds amazing. It was. It was really okay. awesome to see it oh, on a big screen, too. Yeah. yeah. Animation. Animation's wonderful. Um, what did you see final in the final round, then? I saw Synchronic. Yay! Yay! I got my Morgan Benson in. Yay! Woot, 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 woot. And... And more time travel. Yeah, more time travel. Yes. It, um, dear listeners, uh, once again, we covered this one a couple days ago when Wendy saw it. But in short, it's uh, two paramedics uh, who start encountering all these people who have died in really bizarre ways. Like one's bitten by a snake that hasn't been seen in New Orleans for several decades. And one has fallen down an elevator shaft and... Somebody weird, gets weird. stabbed by a sword. Someone is stabbed by a sword, and so on and so forth. And it turns out that they've been taking this this drug that causes them to time travel for a short period of time and come back. But it's easy to fuck it up. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So anyway, um, that that is the premise. That is, like, the first five minutes premise. And it is um, by the same guys who did resolution and spring and the endless mm-hmm. and so far their streak is golden like shit right yeah i really enjoyed it i Good. really enjoyed it and uh alan alan cerny was sitting right next to me so he got weepy at the end and i love seeing movies with alan because he always gets weepy in i know he's just such a he's, he's such so a, emotional i love he's him. such a wonderful little marshmallow yeah like, he, he is. just is so emotionally open to the manipulation of movies and I'm yeah like, when i say manipulation that's what they're trying to do and alan's just like yes please yep. toy with me um and it's a it's so sweet. And I love seeing. I yeah, love seeing that. I and I just really love that they, like, yes, um, the past sucks, as he says in the movie. Oh, it's especially the main character is black, and the setting is New Orleans. Yeah, the past is not good for that man. <laughs> it's just, I just like, I, like he says that at one point. The past fucking sucks. Yeah, and I'm like. Yes, this is the part that I've been sitting here going, um... You might want to rethink this. Like, can somebody else go? But they do a good job of establishing why it has to be him. And it's just like, nope, you can't go. I'm the only one who can go. That's a bad idea. (laughs) Very bad. So in my midnight round, I saw the Mortuary Collection. How was that? I really fucking enjoyed it. All right. It just turned out to be longer than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a short in front of it that was also a an anthology. Okay. Uh, called the Fatal Collective, which was six micro shorts by six different female horror directors. Mm-hmm. And each one of them was no more than like two and a half minutes. Okay. So there was boom, 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 boom. And that was short and delightful. Cool. And then, um, and then the Mortuary Collection stars Clancy Brown. Yep. That's why he was lurking in the hallways. Uh-huh. Um, 
and uh, it, they're in this town called Raven's End that is very Lovecraftian mm-hmm. in overtones. Um, like, just there's a point where a boy is riding on a bike and he goes by a fisherman, and there all the things in the fisherman's cages have way too many tentacles. Uh huh. That sort of shit. Yeah. Um, and so you go, like he's basically dared to go up to the scariest building, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and. It's the mortician who answers. Um, Montgomery Dark is his name. and Of course. And the boy runs off, but now we are in with... Now this has introduced us into the world, into the into the building of the mortu- mortuary, um, which is this amazing, like, Victorian-looking shit. So he's in there. He um, There's a funeral for a young boy. And then the doorbell rings, and this woman comes in. And you had seen that there's a Help Wanted sign hanging out there, and... He's like, are you here for the funeral for this boy? No, I'm here for the help wanted. Okay, great. Uh, got a lot of books. Yes, these are the stories of all the people that have died. Oh, really? What kind of stories? Good stories. Tell me a story. <laughs> Tell me a story. Mm-hmm. So that's the premise. Okay. So he's got like, it. So he's so he's like uh, so he tells her a story. She's like, that wasn't that great. Well, fine, I'll tell you a better story. (laughs) In the meantime, if you could just sign this. And this is the part I love. And this is very early on, listeners. It's just, and it's so, it's so obvious, but yet wonderful. Is, okay, you want this job? Here, sign this document. (laughs) We all know that's a bad idea. And I mean, Mm -hmm. it's got like a wax seal and it looks all calligraphy like sign here put your initials there yeah if your contract has a wax seal on it these days that's like um you should read that before you go signing that woman because i think we all know that something bad is going to happen because you sign that now um and i think it's like four or five different stories and it's very it's very 80s tales from the crypty Mm -hmm. like not quite that goofy, mm-hmm. um, but you know that vaguely camp comic booky tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the ending story has to end up being a twist about the people who are telling the story. Mm-hmm. And it's it was really just fucking fun. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. There were some great kills. There was some good. Yeah, I mean, it sort of just hit all the notes that you want in a movie, in an anthology movie like that. I cool. do, like, try to find it. It was so much. I bet it's going to end up on Shutter at some point. Cause, yeah. Awesome. So I really enjoyed it. It's just that it was longer than I expected. And I'm like, oh, shit. It's like already almost, what time is it? Oh, God. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, Ryan Johnson's here already. Uh, Ryan Johnson was drunk and singing karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> He's here for Knives Out, of course, which is the closing yeah. night film. And Karina Longworth's here. Oh. Yeah. Dear listeners, Karina Longworth does uh, You Must Remember This, which is probably the best movie podcast out there, at least for film hi- history. She's amazing. I did not know that. Yeah. So is she I'm... doing a thing? She's doing a thing. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, i completely forgotten. God and also, she's with Ryan. Oh, I did not know they were together. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah, makes right? my heart happy. Isn't that great? So anyway, dear listeners, I, I, I never actually had a full conversation with Ryan before today, but I, you know, he and I recognize each other from uh, but a of years past. Uh-huh. And so he's like, oh, yeah, how are you doing? And just like, all right, 
well, I guess I'm memorable. Um, Melissa, but, you are memorable. <laughs> but anyway, we had, a, we had, uh, it was me, Alan, and him, and we had a nice little conversation, and then, and then both Alan and I were like, is, is Karina here? <gasps> oh my God, Karina's here. <laughs> I love that you're Bye, talking. Bye, Ryan. <laughs> you're talking to the director of, you know, Star Wars, Knives Out, and you're like, yeah, 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 but where's your super cool girlfriend? Yeah, where's Karina? Oh my god! I'm sorry, I have to nerd. <laughs> I would have, I so, would, have, I would have been nerding out so hard about Karina. Too. So Alan and I had a real good conversation about the Manson family with Karina. Awesome! <laughs> that was so great. It was so great. awesome. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's that's terrific. Yay. Mm. Um, so that was my celebrity encounter of the day. And also the guys who um, uh, uh, had the tequila t-shirts, the yeah. Espelon? Espelon, es- yeah. Espelon tequila. They, Dear listeners, there's this kind of kiosk running in the corner of Fantastic Fest where Espelon tequila people are, are um, doing promo stuff. Yeah. So they have like tons of t-shirts and bandanas and all sorts. And of they're crap. playing all sorts of weird little games. They're playing a yeah. dice game. They're playing a trading game. Yeah. Playing... So basically, if you want something, you have to either play dice and win to get something, or you have to trade them something interesting. So, and they have like... a, a huge collection of things that they've you traded off of people so you can see all the things that have wound up in their hands because well, I, I had my fan my sparkly fan and they're like yeah. now we got one of those uh-huh. and I'm like I've got a squishy eyeball now we got one of those and I'm like I got a dinosaur ooh we take the dinosaur you know what no the dinosaur is mine <laughs> and he was just like oh I'm like tough but I did play the dice game with him. Yeah. I, I traded a... I, I did not win the dice game, so I traded a uh, collapsing telescope <laughs> for my T-shirt. And then I, I I guess I talked to them nicely enough, because uh, today I got, like, three bandanas without really trying that hard. <laughs> well, they... They were, I mean, and they're, today was their last day. Yeah, so they, they were, were like, like, oh, this is just more stuff we have to bring back home. Here, have have more stuff. How many, here's three bandanas. Do you need more? No, really, I don't need more Need more than three bandanas, because I, I only have three dogs. Three's my limit. Yeah. Um, my dogs look total fucking badasses when they get home. Because <laughs> these are with black. With their little matching skills. With their little matching tequila. Uh, bandanas. Yeah, the, the, the. the, the Bandanas are black with like skulls and shit all over them. Yeah, they're gonna be great. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. We gotta yeah. get some sleep. Yeah, we do. All right, listeners. Uh, tomorrow is day seven. Seven. It's the last full day. Last full day. Because of course, in the final on day, the final day, there is no it, midnight movie. There is no midnight movie, but there's a party, which means it goes even later. Oh, I'm gonna make so many poor choices, aren't I? Yes, you are. Yes, I am. All right, listeners, tomorrow. (laughs) Good night. Talk to you tomorrow. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. (laughs) Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at XanaduCinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome.
Thank you.